0: So, I wonder if I asked you the question, what is the most embarrassing or cringeworthy moment of your life where maybe you just wanted the world to swallow you up, what would it be? Some of you are smiling, some of you are laughing, maybe it happened recently. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. I'm going to tell you a story of when I was in year seven, that's in secondary school, and... Do you know, just to help you out, I know some, some people need kind of pictures to help you get into the mindset of what little year seven Darren looks like. So that, here we go, if it works. That would have worked so well if it was on. There we, go. there we go. Little year seven, me. You can tell it's me, can't you? Ginger hair. The funny thing is, I'm wearing a blazer there, my school uniform. They gave you an option to wear a blazer or a jumper. And for some reason, I chose to wear the blazer and the shirt and the, the tie instead of jump up. There we go. So that's me in year seven. And the reason that it was quite cringy back in year seven, other than this photo, is that I was kind of a little bit of a geek back in year seven. Never. Never. <laughs> Rachel's probably saying, thinking, you're still a bit of a geek now, but there we go. Um, and back then, for... The reason I did this was I thought it was a great idea. So before I, I tell you the story, it's a good idea. I'm going to stick with that. But when I used to go to school, I could never remember what lesson I had. So what I did is I brought my school bag and I filled it with every single book that I needed for the day, for the week, sorry. It had every book. It had every textiles book. It had a um, textbook and everything. had everything in the one book, in the one bag. The problem was... It's quite heavy, and when I used to put it on, it was quite uh, it was quite tight. So what I used to do is I used to strap it on. There we go. So and I used to walk around school with my blazer on, (laughs) with my bag like this, heavy, and it it worked until one day I fell I'm not going to fall backwards, but I fell backwards. It was very embarrassing. People were, like, looking at me. Nobody helped me up, mind. That's not what happens at Sail Grammar. And I tried to get up, and I tried to get up, and it was heavy, and the bag was heavy. And I thought, it's fine. I'll just pretend like it was meant to happen. So I was on the ground, and I went to get up. But the weight of the bag was so much that I couldn't move. I was strapped in. Eventually, I had to, you know, unplug my bag, take my bag off, and jump up, and walk on by, Like, it was meant to be. Don't know about you, but sometimes in life, you just want the world to swallow you up. You're down, and it hurts. We've been hit hard, we've been falling, we find ourselves needing some type of pick-me-up, and it hurts. We're in the pit of life. And today, the psalm that we're going to be looking at, we're going to be reflecting a little bit on that. I'm going to take this off, just because, there we go, there's the bag, there we go. And maybe ourselves, maybe we can relate to this, maybe we're kind of going through a little bit of a, a time at the moment that we're in a bit of a pit, we're in a bit of a difficult place. Maybe we're not. Maybe we've just gone through it. But the fact is, if I was to do a show of hands, everybody here would probably say, at some point in life, I've gone through a really difficult thing when all I've wanted is the world to swallow me up. Or I just want to, I just want to get out of here, I just, want, I just need my own space. And today we're going to be looking at um, Psalm 40. And throughout the summer, we've been looking at Psalms. The, the sermon series has been on Psalms. And what's great about Psalms, and what we've found uh, as we've been reading through, is that it's so honest. It just says it the way it is. There's a real realism um, in the Psalms, uh, particularly those uh, of David's. Um, and actually, it doesn't make um, David's faith in God any less. In fact, it actually makes it, 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 actually makes it stronger. And as we've uh, as we've looked through uh, Psalms, I've been reminded how important it is as a church to be honest uh, when we're when we're in our walk with God, like David was honest, and we will find out. You know, it's so important to be to you know to low our guard and to be honest and say, you know, when when things are difficult to share. Well, you know, we are family to share when times are difficult to share, um, when, when when we're weak. And I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and they told me one thing that I thought really stuck with me. And it was that weakness isn't a weakness. It's okay to be weak. We don't always have to be strong. It's okay to come before God, weak and needy, in need of a Savior. You know, 2 Corinthians 12 says, for when I am weak, then I am God is strong. It allows God to work through us. It allows others to work through us as well. So as we read um, Psalm 40, which we're about to do, um, be aware of the honesty that David has in this psalm. And if you'd like to read with me, it's page 543 in the Church Bibles, Psalm 40. So, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock. And gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you plan for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, there would be too many to declare. So what we're going to do is we're going to um, look through uh, some of that and we're going to uh, notice the different directions that David has in this particular psalm. And the first one is uh, uh, that he looks back with praise. And sometimes when we're in a bit of a pit or when we're in a bit of a difficult situation, it's really, really easy to focus on the present, to focus on the difficulty that we have and to forget what God has done in our life. And we see from the straight from the start of Psalm 40 that David looks back on his life. He looks back with praise to God. And verses one to four it reminds us um, of, of of David looking back. You know, David he's been rescued from many dangers. And we're not sure, particularly with this psalm, which one he's particularly talking about. But there's so many that you could choose from. You know, he was uh, he, he fought with animals. He uh, fought with David uh, with Goliath, sorry. He escaped the jealousy of King Saul. He even recovered, as we heard last week, Jonathan was talking. He even recovered from the affair that he had with Bathsheba. So we're not sure about which particular moment he's looking back on here, but he looks back with praise. You know, he 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 knew who was behind the rescue. It was the Lord. It was God. He was he was in a relationship with. No, it's what he says. He turned to me and he heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit. He set set my feet upon a rock. This was David's story. It was a story of grace. It was a story of love, a story of rescue. David looked back, not just of a rescue, but on restoration as well. Verse 3, he put a new song in my mouth. David has gone from the pits straight to praise. Not just out of a pit, but onto a solid rock. He was sinking, but now he's standing. He was trapped, but now he's free. And of course, what is personal testimony in this psalm for David, it's also universal for us, for all of those that love Jesus today. That's why we call him saviour, because he's rescued us from the slimy pits. Whether it be from sin or addiction, pain or suffering or fear, he continues to do that today, continues to lift us He continues to hear our cries. He continues to set our feet on a rock. And a question for us today, can we relate to this today? And notice as well, David, um, he doesn't say, God helped me out of this situation. He gives all the attributes to God. He says, he lifted me out of the pit. No one or nobody else other than God Almighty. All of the praise goes to God. I remember a while back, I was going through a really difficult time, uh, and I was feeling quite sad, I was feeling quite down, and uh, and Rach turned to me and she said, what can you thank God for? Right now in this difficult situation, what can you thank God for? And I was being really moody and I went, nothing, which of course isn't true. You know, it's so important that we count our blessings. A little bit later on in the psalm, verse 5, many, Lord, are the wonders that you have done. You know, reminding ourselves of how faithful God is. It's so important to do. And if, like me, when we're in a difficult situation, when we're in a pit, it can be really easy um, to allow the enemy to kind of convince us that God never rescues us, that God's never with us, that God never actually helped us in that situation in the past, that it was just like a coincidence. And it's so easy to just kind of forget those. And I want to encourage you here as a church, encourage myself as well, to, to look back with God and praise, to look back at the moments in our life where God has moved and to, in a way, put a marker down and say, God, you provided there, you were faithful there. Um, and I, I want to encourage you as well, when, we, when you leave today, we did it a few weeks ago when we were looking at Thanksgiving, but I want to encourage you to look and to think, what can you praise God for today? What have, what's happened in your life in the past that you can praise God for today? And maybe even write down a few points of praise and say, thank you, God, for what you've done there as well. And thus, so, by reminding ourselves of what God has done, we can focus on what God will do. So um, we go from looking back with praise to looking up with patience and trust. Verse four, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, who does not... Um, who, to those who turn aside to false gods. know we can, in times of need, we can look to so many different places to help us. You know, some of these can be positive, it can be friends, it can be family, it can even be uh, the church services that we attend. But the road to happiness, David says, to a blessed life is marked in our trust in God and God alone. Trust in the Lord who does not look to the proud. And for David, the trust started right at the start of this verse, back in verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, he said. And I don't know about you, but that word patience, whenever I hear that, it kind of has a quite negative connotations for me. Don't know if you're, if you're like me, And Rachel loves baking, and when she's making a cake, I can't help but just kind of take a little bit of the, uh, the batter just before it's finished, before waiting for the, the finished cake. You know, when you sat at traffic lights and it's red, and you're like, come on, I just want the light to turn green. Maybe it's just me, but I get very irritated. And while I was preparing um, for this sermon as well, the internet, I, I, I swear to you now, the internet at my, um, in my office kept going on and off and on and off. Patience. David says, I waited patiently for the Lord. But actually, this isn't supposed to be associated with a negative type of thing. It's not like a tap the foot, I'm frustrated, but actually it's a rather positive thing because the Hebrew word that's used here is a word called kava, Q-A-V-A-H, kavah. And it means to wait expectantly for God, to wait respect, um, expectantly. It's not a waiting of like resignation, a kind of, well, I've exhausted all other, other avenues, so I might as well just see what God does. It's a sitting, it's a waiting, it's an active faith. It's believing that God is at work in the silence, in the doubt, in the difficult bits. In the time where nothing seems to happen, it's actually sitting and waiting and believing the prayers that we pray. You know, we're praying, your kingdom come, your will be done. A question for us today, when we're in those pits, are we patiently waiting for God? Are we spending time being expectant for God to move? Are we spending time in prayer? Are we spending time um, in, in, ultimately giving what, we, what what we desire, ultimately desire to God, and saying, "God bless this situation that I'm in? Are we expecting him to speak in devotions or in church services? And it's so easy to say, but it's another thing to actually do. And actually, what about those times when we you know when we are doing that, and nothing seems to happen? You know, David here says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. David says, make God the goal of life, and you will find happiness or blessedness. Verse 5, false gods, maybe that's idols of, of, of education or progress, that will find our uh, contentment we so desire when we, next, when we get that promotion or when we get those grades, or when we get that new car or that new relationship. That while things are difficult now, they won't be if we have just that little bit more money or that better job. You know, David is warning here, don't attach too much stuff to material things. You know, that, that, that well-known story, building life on rock versus building life on sand. You know, building life on sand, there'll be no foundations. First and foremost, we're to look up to God in trust because no one is as worthy as him. No one or no thing is as faithful as him. He is, as David puts it, the rock on which I am to put my feet. We are to be expectant of God to move. And like I said before, it's so easy for us, and I, I I'm sure I'm not the only one, but when we're in a difficult situation, to feel so isolated and feel like we're the only one that's going through this difficult situation. And I just want to encourage you to, when you're feeling down, when you're, when you're feeling a difficult place, to look up, to look up to God, to look up to the creator of heaven, to look up, we were singing before, the one that is for us, not against us, the one that is a great big God, the one that is the creator of heaven. Fix your eyes on Jesus, it says in the Bible. Look up with trust, with expectancy that God can and that God will move in our situation. And he is moving in our situation, even if we can't even sense it. And as we begin to look up and we begin to, to trust in God, we can then move forward with hope. As, Di, as David writes this psalm, Psalm 40, hope has been rewarded. You know, he's, he's, he's writing it from from the other side, in a way. The belief that God would bring about a new day, do a new thing, he has. You know, hope in God It never disappoints. And it's true for us today. God will see us through every single storm of life. It's part of his character. It's part of him. He will not forsake us. In Christ, God is for us. In Christ, he has promised to be with us. By the power of the Holy Spirit, God is in us. So if God displayed the wonders of his grace at the cross, that he defeated death itself, uh, we can move forward in hope absolute assurance that the best is yet to come in our lives. And of course, this can take time. You know, I'm not saying that it's going to be a miraculous change of events within one day. It can take time. And actually, with this psalm, we have no idea of a time scale of how long it took um, for, for for the hope to be renewed. There's no promise that it's going to be easy either. But David encourages here to worship God, to put our trust in God first and foremost above everything else. And I'm sure I'm not the only one that finds it a lot easier to worship God when we've had a really good week or a really good day or a really good season. But David's encourages us to trust in the Lord at all times and trust that he will provide. You know, sometimes we need to choose to worship God despite the circumstances that we're in. To choose to trust God, even though it seems like he's not the best option, that there's there's better, quicker options out there. To choose to attend church, even though we don't really want to or we can't face going. To choose to to be in fellowship. Trusting that God is faithful and he'll continue to be faithful. It'd be great if the, uh, the band could come up and be ready to play at this time. That'd be great. We're going to sing a song in a little bit, and I absolutely love this song for the words that are in it. It's uh, Matt Redman, and but Matt and Beth, I think, his wife, both wrote it together. It's called Blessed Be Your Name, and I'm just going to, to read, the, read the song. I'm not going to sing it. Don't worry. That would be not good. I'm going to, I'm going to read the song and just listen to the words. Blessed be your name in the land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name, and blessed be your name when I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through wilderness, blessed be your name. Blessed be your name when the sun's shining down on me, when the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name. And blessed be your name on the road marked with suffering, though there's pain in the offering, blessed be your name. And this song, I, I, I enjoyed singing this song, and then I heard the roots of this song. And Matt and Beth wrote this song at a really, really difficult time in their life. I believe they um, they lost a child, and they wrote that this song quite soon after that. You know, life isn't rosy, but they were choosing to say to God, blessed be your name through this difficult time. Despite the pit that they were in, they chose to worship Jesus anyway. And in a way, that's my prayer for us today, that when we find that when we're in the pits of life, that we choose to worship God, that we look back with praise, that we count our blessings, that we look up with expectancy and with trust, and we move forward with the hope that God is at work. Let's pray. Father God, we we thank you that you are a faithful, faithful God. And Lord, I just want to pray right now for all of us here today, especially those that are going through really difficult times. Lord, I pray for you to to move powerfully in that situation. Lord, may we be able to turn to you and you alone in those difficult situations. And Lord, in this room now, I pray that you will increase hope, that you will increase hope and expectation, Lord. Lord, that we... And that you will help us and you will enable us to choose to worship you now. To put you above all else. Lord, will you lift us out of the pits that we find ourselves in today. Amen.